Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Rashvina. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Suwa Cho. Suwa has a diverse background in digital product management, strategic partnerships, investing, and strategy consulting for Fortune 100 and early stage companies. Prior to joining Underscore VC, she was a product leader at Devoted Health, a fintech unicorn disrupting health insurance for the Medicare population. She also successfully launched a nationwide on-demand prescription delivery product and Minute Clinic's virtual products, virtual care products at CVS Health's Digital Innovation Lab. Building on her investing experiences at Bain Capital and Kuona Capital, Sua leads underscore VC sourcing and investing efforts in startups focused on fintech, insurtech, digital health, and beyond. She enjoys designing product market fit experiments with founders and is passionate about strengthening the startup ecosystem in Boston. Sua earned her MBA from Howard Business School and an MPP from Howard Kennedy School after her BA in economics from the Wellesley College. As a Rock Venture Partner at HPS, she served on the investment committee for the Rock Accelerator Program and advised startup founders at the HPS Rock Center for Entrepreneurship. We are very excited to have you, Sua. Thanks so much for joining us today. Of course, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Super, very delighted to have you. And we have a couple of things in common. I'm an RVP this year as well. So it's congratulations. <laughs> it's a wonderful program. I totally second. Um, jumping right into our discussion and conversations for today, uh, we heard your story about how you moved across from different funds and prior to that had some operating experience. Uh, can you tell us more about you and your journey into venture capital to start with? Yeah, sure. Um, as, as you mentioned, I have a background in both product leadership and also uh, in investing prior to joining my role, current role at Underscore VC. I think that combination serves me well in both uh, bringing my operating expertise and insights uh, from the industries that I've been operating in, uh, but also some of the investing skill sets that I'm bringing to the table. And it's been a lot of fun working at Underscore uh, with all of those, um, where I can bring all those things together in my day-to-day -day work. Uh, what's been interesting about the venture capital journey and process is that I've come to realize there's no one path into venture and uh, everyone has varying backgrounds before joining uh, the venture capital world. And I previously had assumed that I would need a lot more straight up investing experience only um, and you know, straight up finance chops and just knowing how to diligence a company. But I think the more early stage you are, a lot of that operating experience has actually served me well and something that founders that I'm working with really value. So I think that's um, a very important part of my journey prior to joining um, the venture capital world and my current role at Underscore at least. That makes a ton of sense. And you're right, we're increasingly seeing operating experiences being valued in the VC industry and for the right reasons, especially at early stage, like you said. So mm -hmm. can totally second that. Um, would love to hear a little bit about your current role at Underscore and would love to hear what's the vision of Underscore VC and the fund mentions to have a community-driven approach. What is mm -hmm. that all about? Yeah, sure. So Underscore VC, we're an early stage fund based in Boston. Uh, we primarily focus on seed and series A as our sweet spot. Uh, and overall focus for the fund is B2B software. Within there, I spend a lot of my time in the FinTech, tech, health tech verticals, like you mentioned. And 
One of the unique things about Underscore and um, why I actually joined the fund as well was that the founding partners, uh, before they started the fund, went on a listening tour talking to hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs and um, just asking them, what do you really need to build and scale and succeed in your business? And what do you think is missing in the market? And the overwhelming thing that they heard over and over again was that capital is now a commodity, like one way or another, you'll get access to capital somehow. Uh, in many cases, founders do, but what is not is access to the right expertise at the right time. And that was the thing that the community driven approach uh, that our founding partners pursued. Um, it stemmed from sort of this listening tour with founders. And what's interesting is that uh, Michael Scott, for example, one of the partners was one of the earliest uh, investors in the open source software movement. And he took uh, a page from that open source book and how to actually crowdsource and scale um, expertise to achieve a common goal together. And that's what's built into this community that we've designed. So. We, at Underscore, it's called the Core Community, um, which is curated by experts in certain industries and certain functions and also stages. So folks that specialize in FinTech and SureTech Health Tech in the industry side, but also um, the best folks that have built and scaled product org, sales orgs, customer success, like functional experts and or stage specific people, people who've gone from the zero to one, totally pre-seed and uh, to seed and series A scale, but also beyond, because we actually follow and support our founders. There's some that are series E and are about to go IPO, and there are different skill sets and expertise needed as the company reaches different stages of the business. And we have experts that specialize in all those various aspects of company building and business building in the community. And what's really unique about how we um, structured this community is that it's a community of folks that are often supporting each other and building um, and operators that are in various companies uh, working on their own um, functions and industries, but then are willing to contribute and engage with uh, underscores portfolio founders in various capacities. And one thing that we do uniquely is that we give up part of our own carry returns and share them with folks in the community so that we can build the best team of experts and surround our founders with the, with the exact expertise they need as they scale. So that's pretty unique. And it actually was compelling to me because yes, I have certain expertise that I bring to the table. I have my own operating background and industry knowledge and networks. But as a, as a single investor or even as a team of investors, you're never gonna be everything for everyone. And every founding team has different needs. So this gives us a platform that um, is designed much more flexibly and dynamically that allows us to bring a whole range of expertise to the table in a way that is aligned with uh, the founder's success in the end. And it's completely non-dilutive for the founders and something that comes uh, um, out of our own expenses uh, out of our pocket. So founders enjoy it. We think um, the community members enjoy it because it gives them more of a reason with aligned incentives to support the founder's journey 
uh, more meaningfully, more than just like an occasional coffee chat to have to give you some advice and you're really invested and actually can benefit by the founder's success in the company. And we think it's worth actually um, basically putting this model in because it makes, it's a win-win-win for everyone involved and that the portfolio is more likely to succeed with the right people around. Like the, the right advice from the right people at the right time goes a really long way in preventing mistakes that are very costly and accelerating the business at the right pace and hiring the right person or getting in touch with the right customer and focusing on the right segment. So there's like a whole host of benefit in not just the process of investing and diligence in the, along the way, but in the post-investment stage of how we work with our portfolio founders. So that's a flavor of how our core community works. We're very excited about it. Our founders um, love it and enjoy it. And hopefully that's one thing you remember about Underscore VC. For sure. This is definitely exciting. And with the limited interaction I've had with Michael, I can totally second that he comes across as a as a visionary and somebody on, on the ground to actually back founders, not just by the capital. And having done operating roles in the past, I can't agree more that this is the time where capital is commodity. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. We as founders will want to look for funds who are doing a lot more than that. And what you just described, I think you put it well, it's like a win-win-win where um, this value add is helping you uh, magnify your returns eventually, but also helping the founder get the right guidance and like you said, at the right time by the right people. So this Mm -hmm. is definitely exciting and very well put. Thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, On a related note and probably a follow-up, like we uh, earlier heard that you are interested in health tech, insure tech, fintech, but specifically within these market segments, anything that you're most excited by right now um, Mm -hmm. and why is that the case? Yeah, I personally find there's so much momentum behind these markets and also find them to be one of the most impactful areas that affect so many aspects of our personal lives and how companies operate overall. Um, The health tech side in particular, I come from a background having built products and launching and bringing them to market uh, both in large scale Fortune 5 companies like CVS Health or all the way to one of the unicorns in the area like devoted and it's been really fun and I have I'm particularly excited about uh, these areas because of the network and the insights that I have about the market uh, right now Um, and I guess the pandemic actually showed us more than anything it was an area that I cared about and had um, specifically chose to go and pursue operating experiences in because I thought it was very important and impactful and I wanted to just get deeper into the market myself Uh, but the pandemic probably showed there's not many more industries or verticals that are um, need more transfer digital transformation and actually improvement from a technology standpoint um, at this stage than the healthcare industry it's one of the few that's still running on fax machines and actually just a lot of very archaic processes and systems that are very very much ripe for disruption. So that's one market that I'm particularly excited about. Um, Interestingly, FinTech is another space that I've worked in, um, both from my past investing experiences as well. And uh, it's, it's 
something that is now taking over every different technology stack and aspect to the point where people are saying everything is fintech and it's interesting like payments is now embedded into many different things and we're seeing the rise of embedded finance uh, and the role that that's going to play throughout various tech stacks so there's a lot of exciting investments that we actually haven't announced yet, but are in stealth that we're gonna be sharing with more of the world. And I'm very excited for um, folks to hear more about some of our investments in the FinTech infrastructure space overall uh, with compelling API led models. And I think that's a big part of the future of what we're gonna see more of and what's gonna enable a lot more of the software tech stack moving forward. And Interestingly, the intersection of health and fintech is an area that I care very deeply about and um, incredibly passionate. So health payments and health insurance, there's many, very few experiences in our lives today than wrangling with um, insurance companies and also just terrible experiences uh, with how you how healthcare is paid for today. And it's just such a broken part of an important industry that takes up so much of uh, such a high percentage of our GDP today that is fundamentally still broken that I believe in the next five to 10 years, both with a combination of regulatory changes that are going to be needed, but also with the technological improvements will um, have to see, have to change. Otherwise, our country's kind of screwed uh, if we can't get this in order. And uh, I'm very excited about what that means, especially as we start to see more and more value-based care and risk-bearing models take place and the various data infrastructure that's going to be needed for interoperable data that aligns incentives and actually drives for better outcomes um, at a cheaper rate. So it's something that I'm excited to keep looking into and um, have some areas if anything in the health payments or intersection of how do we fix how we pay for healthcare problem, uh, any founders that are working on that, I'd love to connect with you and um, just chat more about how we can solve this big hairy problem. For sure, I think these are definitely sectors ripe for disruption. And like you said, there are archaic systems, these legacy systems that need need digitization at this point. And, pandemic probably brought that all in a more accelerated way. And you're right. I mean, there are a ton of innovations uh, happening in this space. So yeah, uh, that's super exciting to hear. Um, switching gears a little bit, um, for folks who are keen to get into the VC ecosystem, um, especially women, um, because that's our niche audience we're catering to, would love to hear what's an advice that you'd have for them when they're looking to not just break in, but also progress in the whole VC ecosystem. Yeah, I think the how to break into VC is a very sometimes intimidating and also sometimes um, seemingly murky uh, process to navigate. And it's actually jobs aren't always publicly posted. It requires a lot of unique networking and just kind of hustle to get break your way in. I do think as women, um, especially diverse women, it's hard to come by folks that look like you at some of these funds and therefore difficult to even start conversations and build relationships and um, break into those. So I, I think it's really important and there's been a lot of emphasis with great organizations that are supporting folks in that process overall. Just 
places like Allraise, for example, are good organizations to tap to try to get plugged into the networks and find places where you can meet and connect with people who um, can actually resonate with your background and just can advise you in some of the process. But ultimately, one piece that I touched on earlier was there's no single path for how what type of background you need in order to get into venture. So don't shy away if this is something that you're excited about and you don't think you have a traditional background, quote unquote, to enter the market or in this particular um, role. Don't let that hold you back and just know that people with all kinds of backgrounds um, eventually make their way into the venture capital world and you should be open-minded about um, what kind of experiences you need in order to be able to make it. With that said, um, one bias that I personally had that I shared was I had assumed I needed like investing quote unquote and diligence and um, very finance-like backgrounds before and had spent a lot of my time during my MBA honing a lot of that skill set along with uh, just hustling in networking within the VC world. But what's been way more valuable and turned out to be more interesting is the actual operating experience. So more and more, I do think that's increasingly valued, partially because there's more competition in the VC market in general right now. And in the end, if you're a compelling founder, you're going to have choices for who you take funding from. And push comes to shove, it comes down to why will this founder take your money, your money over someone else's money? Not, um, and in that moment of choice, what stands out is not just that you can crunch numbers or that you can actually, um, that you've done various kinds of investments. It's the fact that you've operated in this market, you understand and can empathize what the founder's going through and the challenges of launching a product and bringing it, bringing it to market. And the fact that you have industry contacts from your own experience working through um, in the market that you can bring to bear as customers, as partners for them goes a much longer way than you anticipate. So if you're debating which path to go, which I personally coming out of MBA just um, had assumed I would want to go straight into the venture capital um, space. I intentionally chose to go down an operating route before transitioning into VC and would highly recommend that as an option if you're open to it and also excited about operating. So it turns out I actually do miss my product management roles before. Um, being in product, you have a lot more ownership over what you're building and it's very exciting and building a team and bringing it to market and testing and watching how the competition evolves. And there's various aspects and why I specifically chose product because you're almost the CEO of your own product that you're bringing to market. It's the closest experience in my opinion to being and acting like a founder without going through a whole like five to 10 year journey of launching and exiting a company. So that if you're, interested in various kinds of functional roles. It's one that I would highly recommend. And I personally love founders with product backgrounds themselves too. They um, have a good balance of knowing how to 
navigate the technical aspects of launching a product, but also good business sense of how to bring it to market and um, thinking about the business model implications for it and pricing it and packaging the value prop and all of that. So it's a wonderful skill set and DNA that adds a lot of value uh, if you are able to develop some expertise in a very specific function and industry. So that's something that I would highly recommend exploring. And especially there's a very big uh, networking component to VC. And I would say in the beginning, I was pretty naive and didn't understand what would make a good conversation when I'm networking with VCs in the beginning. And it, it takes a lot of reps to really even understand like what exactly does the job take? What, how can I actually build a meaningful relationship as I get to know folks and figure out if they even have jobs and all of that. And one piece of advice that I would share is the, the, one of the first just general coffee networking conversations that I had that I went into it, uh, if the VC asks you, the VC that I was chatting with asked me um, something about which companies I would invest in. And in the end, in the moment, I knew I wanted to do investing, but didn't yet have an opinion on where and what companies and like a very specific uh, focus at the time. And retrospectively now, like the one piece of advice I would give to the younger Suwa who was just having coffee chats with VCs learning about the industry was just put yourself in the position and think, act like you actually have a hundred million dollars um, or like a $10 million check that you can invest in any company. Practice that skill set of like deploying capital and think about if I could spend this money now anywhere, what company would I invest in and why? Because that's basically the job. They're asking you to come with an opinion and an investment thesis. Uh, if LPs give you money, where would you deploy it? And can you go and find these companies and deploy it in, in a responsible way? And just continue to hone, hone that on your own and test it with VCs that you're chatting with. And when you do more and more of that and how insightful you can and actually bring interesting and investable opportunities to the table. That's probably the closest thing that will land you a job. And VCs don't always have specific roles open, but if they see someone that's extremely talented and really good insights, sometimes doors that didn't exist could open up. So just think about honing your own thesis of where would you invest? keep wearing that investor hat as you're reading TechCrunch, as you're learning about companies, just take interest in that and meet as many founders and investors as you can. And that um, process of chatting and working alongside them will take you into interesting places that you won't even expect sometimes. So best of luck to everyone who's listening and hoping to enter the, the industry. I love it. Thank you so much for this candid conversation I think what you brought out from your own experiences it it definitely matters the way you mm -hmm. put it so thank you so much for that this was an amazing conversation Sua thanks and before uh, we let you go we have a small rapid fire uh, mm -hmm. which we'd love to do with you um, three quick questions uh, and the first one is a simple one um, are you a tea or a coffee person mm, depends on my mood I do both 
Mm -hmm. Interesting. Awesome. Um, a little more on a serious note, uh, a book that you recently read that you were really inspired by. Hmm. So because I've been investing in a lot of API uh, infrastructure companies these days, there's a book uh, called Ask Your Developer, How to Harness the Power of Software um, how to Harness the Power of Software Developers and Win in the 21st Century, uh, written by Jeff Lawson. It's a really awesome book that I've been recommending to even a lot of our API uh, first company founders. And anybody who's interested in this next generation of software development with the AP, rise of API models, I highly recommend it. It requires a different kind of product mindset and also go-to-market motion and way to sell into the developer world that uh, this book sheds a lot of really insightful insights around. So um, one that I would highly recommend for folks and feel free to check it out. Love it. Thank you. That's next on my list too. Um, and the last one uh, for you is which one was your last publicly announced investment that you made and top two things why you chose them? Mm. So most recently, uh, there's a TechCrunch article that just went live about Pagos.ai. It's a commerce payment infrastructure solution uh, that we're very excited about. The, the, two, the thing in, in venture capital that I've, um, I've come to realize is that in real estate, they say it's all about location, location, location. In early stage venture, it's all about people, people, people. So the founders behind the company is what one of the most important things that we uh, consider heavily when we're making an investment decision. And this one in particular, the founders are uh, exceptional ex-PayPal Braintree uh, operators uh, who uniquely understand the, pay the payments tech stack and the challenges that merchants uh, across the world face. And they were coming to build the thing that they feel like is missing, that they've heard from their own customers and clients that they've worked with for decades about the pain points and now building out an infrastructure layer to optimize the payment stack for these exact people. And when you meet people like that and hear that vision, it's still very early and uh, they have a long way to go. But those are the things that gets us excited um, when you not only have that great product technical expertise, but also have the network and unique understanding of the pain, the pain point of the customers that you're going to serve based on decades of operating experience. That's a sweet spot that we get excited about. So that's one of the reasons why we invested and one of the API-led fintech infrastructure models that um, we recently announced. So go check it out if you're interested in this space. It's a really exciting company. Awesome. Thank you so much, Suha. This was an amazing conversation. I'm sure our listeners will take a, take a lot from it. Thanks for your time again. Okay, great. Well, good <laughs> luck to everybody on this and great chatting with me.